Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Epic things, the kind of things that make life worth living. Epic things, time for another epic things. Thank you. Thank you, singer. That was excellent. Thank you very much. Um, Welcome to Epic Things with me, Colin Holt, and my dear friend, Pete Heat, the magician. Um, We talk every week about an epic thing, a wonderful thing that takes you out of of the mundane sewage of existence and makes you feel that life really is rather wonderful. Um, I'm Colin Holt, I say, and my friend Pete is here. Pete? 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 Where's Pete? Pete? Ooh. Oh, fucking hell! Don't do that! Jesus! Why would you do that? Oh, my God, Pete! I'm so sorry. Happy that Halloween. so scary. <laughs> it's a spooky Halloween it's special. It's a Halloween special. I'm so sorry, oh listeners. Oh, my God, that was really scary. We've just scared the absolute shit out of all of our listeners, and I'm so, so sorry. What was so shit about that is that I, we agreed to do that at the top, and I set it up, but could see Pete looking at me, waiting to go boo. It was wonderful. <laughs> really? It, it was a, wonderful. It's probably the funniest thing that's ever happened. I think it might be the funniest thing we've ever done. You yeah. know, it happened to me the other day my wife did it to me oh my god my wife did it to me i was walking i came in and she wasn't there i went cat cat where are you and then i like very quickly went for just like going hello cat being like cat what's happened where are you just like within seconds because we're both like living basically fight or flight at all times and then she was just and then I just walked along and she just she was in the bathroom in the dark and I just walked past the door and she just went boo like this, but like came right up close, and I was just like, "What?" Oh, no, ah. But she, actually, do you know what happened? It was quite funny. I didn't react by going "fuck off, fuck off." No, I just kind of like went in complete shutdown and like couldn't cope with it. I, and she was like, "Oh no, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry," and I was like, mm, "It's all right, it's all right." <laughs> like I couldn't move, or like I had to go and sit down, and she had to bring me a cup of tea because she wow. freaked me out so much. Wow. Anyway, it's spooky season. It's spooky, spooky season. season has been, and I, that's what I said. I said, you know what, Kat? Spooky season has begun. And it has. Um, and it really has. Things are getting pretty freaky out there. It's but not never, actually... Ha- never mind We're recording that. this at the end of September. But never anyway, mind that, Colin, because today we, we're joined, are we not, by a guest. Yes, who's our spooky special guest? It's Lauren Bloody Patterson. Hello. (laughs) Have you ever had a cruel trick played on you like that, Lauren? Oh, I remember right being a kid. And you know, one of my favourite things was um, when you go somewhere like B and Q or home base, and they've got like the model bathrooms and kitchens. And I leaned on one of the doors and it fell off. And my dad spent the whole time... I would have been little, but my dad spent the whole time then pretending to be a security guard, jumping out to arrest us. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't That's mean to. Horrible. Oh, man. Oh, Scarred no. for life. What, he, and did he get, like, the whole costume on and stuff? And I mean, I think if he had... Like- 
he's the kind of person he's great but his commitment to a bit is impeccable so I think if he'd had access to props he would have ran with it yeah yeah he will not break character he took you into that office and gave you a good you know worked out exactly what you've been up to um yeah have you ever been scared but like that Pete my, that reminds me. My, this is not a scary prank, but my dad used to always uh, do similar type. Like he'd put us in the bath in our pajamas with no water, and say we had to sleep in the bath tonight because we had guests coming, and we'd all be like, "Okay." I was like one of four, one of four kids as well, so there'd be like four kids in the bath with just one duvet on top of us with no water, and we'd be like, "Oh, I guess we're, we're sleeping here tonight." And then he'd turn the light off in the bathroom, and we were just there in the silence in the dark, like. This is this real? Yeah. <laughs> um, that uh, that happened. Where um, were you, sorry? In the bathroom? In the bath itself, in the tub, uh, with my three siblings, with, with, <laughs> with a blanket over us. Like no no water in the bath, but just like that. This is where we we're apparently sleeping tonight. <laughs> yeah, he, he loved he loved that sort of that sort of prank. Um, but yeah, my uh, my uncle Keith. In fact, as I'm saying this, I'm changing what my epic thing is going to be because it's Halloween, and I've not that you guys have to, but. Um, my uncle Keith used to watch these horror movies with me, which I'm going to talk about a bit, as a little kid. But they were like black and white old ones. And they were wonderful, you know, like the Wolfman and Dracula and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But he always used to come up behind me and just like, he'd just grab me and go, isn't it scary? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. It was very silly and kind of beautiful and stupid. Uh, but anyway... Um, What's that writing? Is that your dog writing, Lauren? Oh, can you hear the dog? He's it like, sounds like... Has he got a squeaky... It sounds like someone's writing ball, on a whiteboard. And he's, he's doing like, that really passive-aggressive he, thing where he's, like, puffing it in my face to be like, are we playing? And I'm like, no, we're not playing. <laughs> we're not playing. <laughs> we're not playing. We're doing a podcast, darling. Exactly. I, I thought it was working. like a... I thought it was a bit of a Liz Truss type moment and it was your yeah. age writing you little notes on a whiteboard. <laughs> you know. He likes Say to this, get involved. You know. We are going to come down hard on you about fracking, actually. If that's yes, right. amazing. Um, <laughs> yes, but anyway, so we're going to talk about some epic things, Lauren. Mm. Uh, and first of all, I must say thank you. Tonight you're going to be joining me uh, as part of my tour in Newcastle. I am. Which is so exciting. Two Edinburgh Comedy Award nominees in one night. Very exciting. I think arguably more excited is my boyfriend because he charged down the corridor to come and speak to you last time. And yeah, I think he did, he's, now, yeah. he's now thrilled at the prospect well, he... of being in a room with you again. <laughs> Let's get that right, Lauren. He charged down the corridor after he realised who I was. <laughs> he had a long conversation with me. That he was, it was quite, you know, oh, hi, oh, yeah, you're right. And then well, I was in Afterlife and he ran back <laughs> and just just started snogging me. Uh, no, he, uh, yeah, he was like, oh, I'm so Lesson. sorry, I didn't realise <laughs> You know, he was like, I've uh, just realised, can yeah. I So go he's back? coming along tonight, like, yes. that'll be fun. He is, very Aww. exciting. Aww. And we'll all have a little drink afterwards. I Lovely. hope it goes well. This is coming out in the future, but I'm sure, I assume it went very well. Yeah. I assume it went excellent. <laughs> Congrats have you on been your t- success. Thank you. Lauren was incredible. Yeah. Have you <laughs> done the stand much in Newcastle? I've I never have, done it I started at the stand. Yeah. Um, so I love it. It's like my second home. What's it like generally in Newcastle for for like starting out as, as a comedian and stuff. Is I think it it's a really welcoming? nice place because we've only got mm. really one main comedy club and that's The Stand. Mm. So it tends yeah. to build up this sort of support network of comics. Ow, the dog's just bitters. Oh, he's not supportive. It's <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. Um, the audiences are always really... Like, I think a northeast audience really gets behind 
a northeast act as well right. so that's what i've found over the years is people tend to be quite loyal and get behind you and really push you which has been very nice yeah don't be don't be too good tonight lauren no you know, i'll bring it in i'll be i'll be like a six and a half yeah yeah if, you, if, if that's all right <laughs> you know <laughs> um oh, great that's lovely yeah because i was in glasgow the other day and that's that oh, feels nice. lovely in terms of like building up the because we're being in so i started out in london even though i'm from nottingham but london is where i first did gigs yeah. and really you're just doing these little pub back rooms of pubs you know, know. open mic nights and stuff aren't you but it's lovely with, with these towns where and cities where you've got like a place where everyone goes yeah so, it's That's good. how I'm mad. It so I so started in Newcastle. Yeah. Exactly. Started in Newcastle and then I moved to London and I was like, what do you mean I'm just um, going to gig in a pub or while someone's having their dinner in a pizza restaurant? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you want, really—a little hub where everyone oh, goes, isn't it? He's come to join us. Oh, oh hello, little fella! Lauren has been joined by a dog. It's a very cute dog. What kind of dog's that guy? He's half Jack Russell, half poodle. Oh, I knew wow. he was going to come get involved at some and point. And yet he, he doesn't really look like either. Nah, no way. He's not sort of fluffy enough to be a poodle and he's not terrier enough to be a terrier. Like a mule, hybrid yes. of donkey and horse. Did you know Did you know that a mule is a hybrid of donkey and yes. horse? Yes, and they're sterile, <laughs> they can't have kids. Did you know, have, have, you heard, children. have you heard of a See? liger? Have you heard a of a liger? liger? It's a lion crossed with a tiger. It's a real thing. Yep. Is it? Also, a tigon, which is like the other way around. Oh <laughs> they're God. still a lion and a tiger, but it's like where the mum or, or, or the dad or whatever has been. Anyway, whatever. They're, they're both real <laughs> things. I think if you search, if you do an image search for liger, there's, there's a picture of one that is, they're, they're so huge. There's one that's like, is stretching its front legs up to like the top of a double-decker bus. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's just like some fantasy gonna, creature. Yeah. I'm actually Googling it now. Are um, they, I, I, can I, they I, have I, Unless I've dreamt children. that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a film coming out called Liger. Is there? Ooh. I hope it's 2022 film Liger. Action romance. Okay, that looks... Oh, it's 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, oh, no, it's two hours and... Two... Oh, <laughs> I've got... Oh, wow, they look terrifying. Have you found so, the big one? Yeah. Uh, there's one next to a, a woman, and it's it looks like 10 times bigger than the woman. That's quite amazing. I thought they wouldn't look like that. I thought they'd look like, you know, kind of, I don't know how to say this well, but like kind of a bit Quasimodo-ish. Like a little yeah. t- a hunchback. Like kind of, you know, because they're, they're, they're a mix because of they're the result of inbreeding. Literal different, yeah. Well, not yeah, inbreeding, yeah. almost the opposite of inbreeding. Yeah. yeah. But no, they look like... Outbreeding, not even they, the same species. They are epic things. They look like absolute bloody kings. Uh, my son was talking about it the other day. Who would win... Okay, here's a question for you. Who would win, a liger or a hippopotamus? It's impossible to know. Um, I, I think a hippo. You think I a hippo? I would never want to mess with well, a hippo. Because they're pretty horrendous, aren't they, with their massive mouths, yeah. Yeah. Like, I said hippo. Uh, because They've got the massive mouths and they're very difficult to pierce that skin. Slippery, guys. Yeah, where's the, where's the battle taking place? If it's in the water, the hippo <laughs> the hippo's absolutely uh, phoning it in. Um, having seen the liger, though, I'm now having to revise my opinion. I'll be sending that photograph to my <laughs> <son>. the police. <laughs> Through my wife to the police. Yeah. Are you aware? Sorry. Um, do you want to check if you're aware there's creatures like this in the world? And what are you doing about it? Yeah. <laughs> Something needs to be done. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So what, what, what are we talking about? God knows. But Lauren, do you want to tell yes. us what your epic thing is? Yes, oh, spill the beans. Here today? Absolutely. My epic thing is Paddington 2. Ah, I think... God. Look, Ralph agrees. Look, he's yeah. the dog is yes, nodding. He did, he did. His ears really pricked up. At the yeah, sound and he of looked, that. and he tried to lick your face, but you swerved it. He did. But, and and he sort right. of went. Listeners can't hear it, but he sort of went. I like that too. Yeah, <laughs> I, he did say that. Yeah, oh, there was a, so there was a firm approval. Yeah, I think because to me, epic is something that, like, it takes you out of this world and it just fills you with like excitement and joy and all this like wonder and that's Paddington 2 is the greatest piece of art we have been bestowed on this planet I think it's the the pinnacle of human achievement I think it's the pinnacle I think it's perfection I absolutely love it it's got um costume there's a song at the end there's Hugh Grant which is just anything with Hugh Grant is immediately venturing into epic territory yeah we've got like quintessential British charm but not in a racist way, so that's always good. <laughs> I mean, arguably, the racist stuff was never that charming. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't Some know. may say. I don't well, know. <laughs> it had a certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got a great cast as well, hasn't it? Who, who, are, the, who are the big... It's got, like, the whole of the like British comedy scene in yeah. it, hasn't it, really? Well, well except, except for there's a, couple, a few people. A couple of notes of notable omissions. Yeah. That's why I won't from, watch um, it. Yeah. The man's in Shape of Water... And without fail, every because I love Shape oh, yeah. of Water as well. Every time that. I watch it, oh, so good. But then it's very different to Paddington. So every time I watch yeah. Paddington, which is quite frequently, I'm like, I've seen her boobs. Because <laughs> you see her boobs in Shape of Water. <laughs> Would you put, um, and then you're just thinking about her boobs. Exactly. So and maybe like, the real is... epic thing here is Sally Hawkins' boobs. Yes. That's absolutely. what we're really talking about. Is that what you're really <laughs> trying to tell us? So yeah. would you put would you put Paddington Two above Shape of Water? Then do you think? Oh yes, you absolutely. Think so? Yeah, because yeah. when I mean, I'm Shape of Water down, was epic, wasn't it? It had that pretty kinda... epic. Yeah, but yeah. when I'm feeling down, I think I'd rather watch Paddington than a lady mm. do things with a fish. Yeah, yeah. I've no, I've, I haven't seen either of them, and I really Have need you not? to. <gasps> Partly it's because is... I always go to watch them with my kids. Yeah. I guess I, I don't, even though I do watch a lot of very childish shit like X-Men and things like that, but like I, I, I haven't quite brought myself to watch like what is ostensibly a kid's film on my own. Oh, it's like, great. Like I feel like if I was your age, I would have totally, but like now I'm a dad, <laughs> I feel like, because the thing is when I come to watch that, I'll watch it with my kids. Yes, so it's almost yeah. like 
wasted time if I don't watch it with them. But unfortunately, my daughter went to see it at the cinema and no. it scared her, really scared Did her. It? She got really scared of that and really scared of Mary Poppins, the remake, which I haven't seen either. But oh. we, she can watch kind of Marvel films and stuff and doesn't get scared at all. But stuff like that, I don't know what it was. I think it might be Hugh Grant's character. Yeah. But weird, you know, this is funny. This is the second time on a recorded audio thing someone's brought up Paddington 2 and I've had to just kind of pretend I've seen it really I I think it is that's that's just a mark of its epicness that it is so frequently Mm. brought up I love it it has been it's become like that hasn't it it's gone from being a cult thing isn't it well it's sort of cool and mainstream as well but, but like it's gone from being one of those you know, sometimes those films come out and everyone goes, oh, yeah, that's nice, you know, and, and it's better than you think and all that. Yeah. Where people now talk about it like it's uh, like it's a wonderful life or something like that. Like it's that kind of level of... Have you ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? I haven't, Lauren? no. Oh, that's... Well, that, I'll watch Panton 2. You watch It's a Wonderful Life. I will. I, I will. think it will give you a similar... Similar <laughs> joy of Is life, Is that the Christmassy, the Christmassy one? Yeah, the yeah, James yeah. Stewart one. Yeah, it yeah. takes a while... The first hour is quite, it's still great, but it's like, what's, where's this going? And then it's the one where basically it's a guy whose life, um, he lives his whole life and he's always sort of doing the right thing and it doesn't really get him. And then he ends up in a, in, in shit because of it. And then he decides to kill himself and an angel comes Aww. and shows him what the world would have been like if he hadn't lived and everything's oh, dreadful. Wow. And it turns out his existence has sort of kept good people from, being on the streets and all this kind of stuff, you know, Aww. like yeah, yeah, it's a very, very it's a beautiful wholesome. film. It's very beautiful, very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But yeah have you seen Paddington Two, Pete? I I think I have, but I've also I like. Am I just confusing it with the first one? I think I've seen them both, but it would have been mm. in that sort of way because we've both got kids, and it's like the way when you're yeah. when you're like half watching something yeah. while while trying to make sure that they're you're making their tea and you know whatever. So, um, yeah, I, but I'm, I'm a big. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed uh, all of the Paddington content I've seen, whichever one it was. So is it particularly particularly number two, which is the good one? The two is definitely two's definitely and that's rare, isn't it? That number two exactly. is better than number one. It's the Godfather, of, the Godfather the of children's films. Yeah. Oh, how wonderful! Oh, wh- didn't oh, it lovely. get like it had such a good review on Rotten Tomatoes? And then I think did Citizen Kane beat it, or did it beat Citizen Kane? Citizen Kane. Citizen, Citizen Kane. Um, <laughs> Susan Khan sounds like a sort of foreign uh, redubbing of it. Um, <laughs> you can tell I've not Citizen, seen it. I was like, I know it's Citizen a Citizen. Khan. Citizen Khan is a series. It's the um, it's oh, a comedy okay. series called oh. Citizen Khan. Uh, okay. That's what I'm I thought you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Which I think yeah. it's quite good. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite Paddington 2 level good, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, so there so, is a series so of So Paddington 2 ranked above Citizen Kane, did it? I'm the sure there was something or, or, or to do was with approaching it. Yeah. Citizen Kane and Paddington, those worlds yeah. That's collided. another one I've never seen. That's like everyone says no, it's the best film ever. I've never seen that. But, uh, but often, often with those sort of old best films ever, you watch them and you're like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Citizen Kane, I think, is great because of the end, actually. Like, you watch it and it's quite like, at the time it was revolutionary and stuff, but then, but it still stands up because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, watched, yeah um, I won't tell you what the end I is. I watched obviously. Vertigo for the first time the other day, you know, the Ooh. Hitchcock thing. Yeah. And, um, and it is, you know, it's one of the best films ever, apparently, according to yeah. it's got some. It's got all this stuff like the first time they use this type of camera shot, like they call it the Vertigo effect, which is like a, a that dolly zoom thing where they're zooming in while moving the camera back backwards and it makes the background kind of go anyway it's like that that, you know that shot anyway they've used it in loads of other films since but but as a film i mean we've we've come on as a society you know (laughs) you watch it you're like 
this is a bit shit. <laughs> I mean, like the actual sort of so heavy handed and so sort of unsubtle and all this sort of like, like, oh, you know, like it's a sort of yes. horror. Sounds a bit like Anna Man. Yeah. Sounds like what I do. Yeah, yeah. It sounds wonderful. Yeah. No, no, I have seen it and it's really weird, isn't it? It's, very it's a lot weird. weirder than you think, mm-hmm. as in like bonkers, like what's going on kind yeah. of. Not fun. <laughs> yeah. I, so, watched, I think I need to watch um, it again. Cause, I watched yeah. Shawshank Redemption for the very first time in February. I've never right. seen that. People keep telling me Another I need to see that. that is epic. So I'd not long yeah. sort of going out with my boyfriend and he was yeah. having like a bit of a stressful week at work and he was due to move out of his flat and I said, I'm going to turn your flat into a wellness retreat. Every night I'm going to do something different with you, like something fun. So I think on the Friday night we had a movie night. So I dropped like subtle hints. I was like, what's your like favourite film? And then the surprise was, we're going to have this movie night, like make pizzas and watch his favourite film. And he said Shawshank Redemption. And I was like, well, I've never seen it, but I, I like I found it online and stuff with Prime or wherever. And I made like a little cinema ticket for him. And we what? And oh mm-hmm. my God, I've, I don't think I've, I'm quite, I don't want to sound like a, a millennial or whatever, but I find it very hard to watch something without at some point picking up my phone. Yeah. Panton 2 and Shawshank Redemption are probably the two things I've not picked my phone up I was like oh, that wow. is that's incredible quite, quite the endorsement yeah yeah it so is very good. hard not to isn't it also you sound like the most amazing girlfriend ever Lauren that's so I know good. you created I'm a cinema good. ticket we made a cinema ticket we made pizza oh, we had amazing. a movie did you have popcorn? popcorn we did yes, yes. Did popcorn <laughs> that sounds I went on your recommendation I went to the Everyman Cinema last night oh did you and it was wonderful you get very brought, nice isn't it ex- but I feel like you should set one up in your home Laura yeah. <laughs> they brought you like they, they come around at the start and say what drinks do you want and all this stuff and then they go and get them for oh it's wonderful, wonderful. it's lovely yeah yes I have a friend in fact someone who listens to this podcast hi Neb who um, I've, I've joked about uh, he he, he mentions the Shawshank Redemption in literally every conversation really? that I have with him. No, no, like this sounds like a criticism of Neff. It's always relevant. It's always relevant. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that seems it's properly. He, he obviously he loves it and he can find a way to relate it to anything you're oh, talking so about. Good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm yet to watch it. Will I think because it's very rare now as well to have not seen a film but also not know anything about it. Yeah, you know, there's loads of films yeah. that I've not seen, but I'm like, oh well, I've heard about the twist as well. I knew nothing about Shawshank Redemption. Oh, it's the best thing. So good, and then that made it better for him as well because he was like, "Do you genuinely not know anything?" I was like, "No." He was like, "You are gonna have the best time," and I was like, "I am gonna have the best time." (laughs) In this prison film, (laughs) 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 but it is weirdly quite well. It's redemptive, isn't it? At the end, it's literally uh, yeah, quite uplifting. At the end, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful so. movie. Don't tell me what happens. <laughs> it's a good. Have you not seen it? No, no, no. Oh, you, seen it. you haven't to. seen it. No, oh, wow. No, no. You need to get Shawshank Redemption and Paddington 2. Paddington 2. This weekend. Yes. Very much two yeah. sides of the same coin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paddington was written by Simon Farnaby. Was it? Uh, yeah, who right. I know quite well, yeah. And I'm very, very happy for him. I'm really <laughs> like amazed that it's, it's weird having been around for a while and now you're seeing. Yeah. People create these things, not only, you know, get a series on telly or whatever, although it's kind of thing, but creating something which is like a legendary... Do you know what I mean? He's now yeah. up there. Yeah. With, is he, does he do know. horrible histories as well? He's in horrible yeah, histories. Yeah. Yeah. See the one who's like, stupid deaths, stupid yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he the politician in Ghosts? Yes, the, he is. The guy he's with the no he's very, yeah. very funny, Matt. Oh, very my funny. favourite things. He's got, it, uh, uh, like, just this one... And he was in the Paddington clip yeah, with the queen was. that was him as the butler and um, oh, really? he's just got he's also just got an incredibly relaxed 
I mean, who knows what's going on inside, but a relaxed <laughs> kind of casual just approach to life. It's almost like he's talking about having a tea and a cake, you know, while he's talking about these big... It's all just like, you know, yeah, we're all right, you know, kind of... <laughs> is that how he talks? Is that yeah, his... he does. he's oh, got wow. quite a strong Yorkshire act. Maybe I'm, I'm turning him into Alan Bennett, but he's... Uh... <laughs> oh, but he's, he's a bit more deeper like that, you know, but he, I don't know, he's yeah. got... He's, he's makes you feel totally relaxed, I think. Aww. There's probably a lot to be said in life. I mean, as someone who lives in a constant fight or flight, because certain people are constantly trying to make me bloody jump. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever done that to your boyfriend? I had an ex-boyfriend, and what I used to do, obviously I don't drive, but when I was getting out of his car, when he turned the radio off, I would turn the volume up full belt, so that next time he got in the car and turned the engine on, the radio would come on full volume and make him shit himself. No wonder that we did not last as a couple, but... I used to think it was very funny. <laughs> well, it, my my reaction to cat making me jump was so like awful, and it made me think of Fleabag. You know oh, when what? she come jumps in on him in the shower with a knife. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. that? Bit? I don't remember. Actually, I've seen do, it, but I don't remember. He's like, and, and, and she's like, finds it really funny, and his reaction is like, "Why would you do that? Why would you do that?" You know, and um, uh, I remember watching that and thinking, "God, what a nerd!" You know, and then because uh, that's how I think. I think like a Beano character, but then I um. Then she did it to me, and I, li- I literally had to sit down for about 15 minutes. And all she did was go, boo, like that. But it was so scary, Lauren. Exactly. I think it's when it was, it's in your she own came home out as of well. the darkness in yeah. my own home. No. She came out of the darkness. It was really terrifying. And then she scared herself, which was quite funny. Because she yeah. was like, then she got rid of And then the two of us were just sat there shaking. Shaking. We're, when I used to live in uh, London, <laughs> I remember me and my flatmates watching a horror film one night. Yeah. And then when you hear like the tippy tap of like feet, I went, I can hear footsteps. And they were like, Lauren, we're watching a horror film. And were you scared? And I was like, no, no, I'm not scared. I was like, but I can hear footsteps. And everyone was taking the piss out of us, being like, no, we can't. Then we paused the film and everyone was like, oh shit, I can hear footsteps. So we're all suddenly shit scared. Turned out a cat had jumped into our open window and was just trotting around the house. And I don't I don't know why it scared us so much, but when you actually see something move, and I was like, there's a demon. Cats Quite know, similar, it was cats a cat. Cats know stuff. They know exactly. when they're winding you up. They're very... All right, well, on, well, saying that, let's do my epic thing, which I've changed. I was going to do something else, but I've... I've you see, I've, on the fly, improv guy that I am. Um, <laughs> you spoke But I up. think proper horror films is an epic thing or being terrified in a yes. nice contained actually it's not scary way and I love that what you just said there Lauren when you watch a thing and it's so bonkers I talked about uh, I get quite superstitious like if I talk about death like maybe someone will oh, die yeah. like my whole show is called Death of Anna Man and stuff but like when you watch a horror and you think and it just the idea that the point you've chosen to watch a horror yeah and then say you hear footsteps or you think there's something going or is there someone outside and the way the human brain works that we think yeah. at that point a ghost will decide to haunt us yeah. or someone will decide to kill us and it's like are they aware we're watching a horror film so they're like perfect timing let's go guys Do you know what exactly I mean? like, it's so it's such a weird thing the way the brain works like that um but i love that moment when you get properly scared and it's very rare. And I think I've seen so many horror things. There's very little, there's so few, the more horror films you watch, there's so few that actually are genuinely scary. Like The Shining, probably. Yes. But even that is so classic and legendary, it doesn't quite get you in the same way. The Exorcist freaked um, me the fuck out. Have you seen The Exorcist? Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, it, I d- it didn't, 
It is great. I think I appreciated it more over the years. I found it a bit funny, though. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, had whole... that, I had that real, you know, that whenever um, you're going back towards the bedroom where the where the girl is, I, and you, there's yeah. just this feeling of absolute dread. And I'll be like, don't go in there again. Yeah. Like, oh, God, don't, what are you yeah. doing? Don't go in the room. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I remember that. That absolutely freaked me out. I, um, I think the thing that scared me the most still probably in life, there's a few. Th- so my brother, fucking when I was a kid, made me watch this Tales from the Dark Side with, ah. with Debbie Harry. At the time, I didn't appreciate it. it was Debbie Harry from Blondie. But she's a woman in a flat and there's a thing in the cupboard and you just hear this scraping. And then eventually she opens it and it's just a fucking monster and kills her. But it's like <laughs> so terrifying. But um, the thing that scared me the most is a film called Pet Cemetery. Have you ever seen that? <gasps> yeah. I haven't seen it, but yeah, Stephen Stu- King, isn't it? Okay, so Stephen King, the whole thing's very scary. It's really good. I mean, like... Probably now the acting and stuff doesn't quite stand up. I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a creaky movie, maybe. But um, there's one really scary. The scariest bit is when she remembers her sister growing up, and it was and it's Amanda Plummer plays her sister, but she's got some kind of awful condition where yes. she's like all twisted. Do you remember and kind of lying in the bed and like going, "Help me, help me," like this, and it was so terrifying. And it, but weirdly, it's her memory of her sister and the idea of her sister being in this room and yeah. do you know what I mean, being this sort of dirty secret. It oh, weirdly yeah. doesn't really relate to the film. But um, two moments. But yeah, my epic thing is just that moment when, and it's even better when everyone in the room gets shit scared with you, right? Yeah, got two that's why I love watching horrors at the cinema. Oh, it's like, so good. It's such oh, a collective God. experience. Oh, it really is exciting, isn't it, when it works? Like, but t- two examples I got. One that's quite funny, which is when. I moved into this flat years and years ago and there was like 10 of us staying in this house. There's one guy called Zach, was an Aussie guy. And he was big like bloody Aussie mate, you know what I mean? Always like playing pranks and a bit kind of, you know, like kind of giving you wedgies type guy. He never gave me a wedgie, cool yeah. <laughs> that kind of guy. Big guy. He was quite good for, yeah, I work in the city, mate. I make thousands of pounds every week, mate. He was like, the, he was like I'm just gonna make loads of money and fuck off back <laughs> But he was a kind of funny guy. But then this stuff came out. It was weirdly, like, quite religious. Like, he wouldn't read Harry Potter because he thought it was evil. (laughs) So it was quite a fascinating... But he was giving off this bravado with this kind of heavy drinker. Don't give a shit, mate. But also, a lot... I love the guy, don't get me wrong, but he was quite a character. But, um... Yeah, we watched Halloween one night, which is great. Have you ever seen that one, Laura? Yes, I love that. Music, every oh, everything is so good. And it's a work of art, you know, it really is. But he was just freaking out so much and just scream. And it's, he'd never seen anything. Like, he thought Harry Potter was the work of the devil. <sighs> so he'd literally never seen anything <laughs> that of reminds this, me. this magnitude. And they're <laughs> opening the door, as they're opening the door, you know. And he's like, he'd never occurred to him that, something like a horror film could exist so he's just like screaming like um what are you doing don't go in there he's in there what are you doing no oh god no no everyone's just but it helps because when someone overreacts like that everyone just freaks out and it's wonderful so you get too excited um i've got one other example quick i'll tell you which is when i went to wood green to watch the grudge at wood green oh. cinema right and we're all sat there the grudge is f- terrifying and we're all s- one of those japanese horror you know girl with long hair type things pete in case you haven't seen it yeah you know girls with long hair are the terrifying. worst it turns <laughs> out who'd have thought it who'd have thought they would be the demons um but yeah we sat there and and this group of people came in um a group of like teenagers came in 
like just before the film starts and you can feel the audience go, oh, no. Do you know what I mean? Because there was like 50 of them and they all just came in just like, fucking hell, shut up, man, shut up. And just like, <laughs> get out of my seat, man. And just being like, like they weren't being aggro to us just to each other and stuff. But yeah. just like being, and everyone's like, oh, no, this is going to be so shit, you know. And then the film started and it made it the best experience of everyone's lives, right? Because they just got so into it and so freaked out, right? <laughs> and they were just like, no, no, no. And at one point, this guy like leapt out of his seat like after a scary bit went, this is bullshit, man, this is bullshit. Like crying, because he was so scared, crying. It was amazing. Wow. But the whole cinema just like, so, somehow like fed on their energy yeah yes. you know uh, uh, and we all just everyone I was looking under my seat at one point because I was so convinced you know as if the grudge if it existed would see me watching this film yeah. and decide to go to Woodgreen Cinema and get me kind of <laughs> yeah. but like yeah I, I was so the whole and genuinely right I, at the time I must have been probably not that much younger than you Lauren and I like I slept with the lights on for a week because yeah. wow. it scared me so much wow. and then I saw it again on video I was job. like yeah but I think there is that like with comedy I guess there is that kind of link when the audience is connected it just sort of adds a thousand percent you know yeah. definitely uh, when you get that yeah anyway yeah. so it's so a horror as an yeah it, it really is an epic experience isn't it like that because it's it's every sort of emotion is like heightened and you're, you're like pure terror is yeah it's 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 good when it's in a contained kind of cozy way yeah you know, so you, you know you, you kind of know yeah. you're not actually going to die but you might <laughs> yeah. yeah when you said about the guy not watching harry potter because of the devil or whatever um my so my mum is uh it's quite religious and her mates are religious as well and uh, i am a magician right but my job is i'm a magician and i remember her, one of her one of her mates once sort of took her to one side and she was like how do you feel about this like this magic stuff that, Pete, that Pete's doing, and she was like, "Like, yeah, yeah, he's doing well. What, what, what do you mean?" So they, uh, and she, she was like, "Yeah, but you know, aren't you a bit concerned?" And she's like, "What? Like, I, sorry, I don't, I don't understand." She's like, "Because you know, because it's like the magic, you know, like the devil and stuff." And my mum was like, properly laughing, like, like what? Like, it's it's, it's like magic tricks. You know, it's, it's not, it's not Man. like chanting in the corner. Summoning home, like, a demon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Summoning up the the devil himself. But it's like because. You know, my mum's seen me there with a pack of cards, practicing little false shuffles or whatever. Like, it's, like from her perspective, it was like this. It's like a Victorian pastime, and, and it's like, well, how do you how do you feel about the fact that your your you know your son's crossing over to the to the dark side? Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, that's I, mad. Isn't I think it? that ex exposes a lot of the issues with religion for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, you do false shuffles. Wow. Okay. Only when the actual wow, magic doesn't really work. Are, it's good to have the whole a thing's just it's good lying. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It really, it really is. It's a uh, legitimized uh, lying. Um, yeah. Well, what, what's your epic thing, Pete? I realise I've spoke a lot there about yeah. horror. Boring. Um, yeah. Boring man. <laughs> no, it was good. <laughs> I, I, I liked it. Um, my epic thing is this. It is a a film, a kind of a film uh, called. Uh, the Rock and Roll Circus. It's something that the Rolling Stones put out. Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus. And it basically what it is, it, it was, God, I, don't, I should have done the research. It's, I guess it's in the 70s. It's like basically the Stones are in their prime in this video. And it's them and they've got all their mates together into this big sort of circus tent type gig venue. And um, so they've got like The Who and they've got John Lennon's there and Yoko Ono and um, 
and various other people and Eric Clapton's there and, and basically they just do this this gig and it's just this this really well filmed um, amazing gig and they're all getting up and sort of forming these little temporary super groups for one song like Clapton will be there with John Lennon oh, and wow. whatever and Amazing. I mean there's a lot of bullshit elements to it too like that because they've got this circus theme they'll have like some fiery to come out and like bore everyone with fire with fire eating for a bit and then like and then like they send them off again and then they can do some some amazing oh yeah the who are there I don't know if I said that um but um but basically it's it's like I remember my parents recorded it off the TV in like I guess the 90s I think it came out in like 95 or something I think the Stones buried it initially they never released it because I think because they were paranoid that the Who had sort of blown them off the stage by being so good um, so that's that's the story the theory is that the Who were so did such a good set that on the on the Rolling Stones own video that they, the Stones were like we can't put this out they were too good oh, wow uh, I don't well, know so I, hang on so I sorry with the old ADHD I missed a bit of yeah the time. what are you thinking about <laughs> <laughs> so it's the Beatles, right? No, no. Yeah. So they they did. Um, so they they put on a gig basically. But so they're basically hosting. They're hosting this like this like one of Anna Man's cheese and sex parties. It's exactly basically. like that. I think they oh. even referenced that. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's basically it's it's like they're hosting. They're they're putting on this this. So gig. everyone's doing a slot yes yeah, so, so like the who come on and do a bit and then like oh, wow. um, and Taj Mahal there's some band that I'd never even heard of before this they come yeah, on but, and then there's yeah. all like you know John Lennon will get up with um with one of them and they'll like they'll they'll do this this little set and it's uh, it's you know, my, my parents had recorded it off the TV and we watched it like late at night once you know when you're like a kid and, and you're and you're watching uh, I don't know you're sort of maybe allowed to stay up a bit later than usual and you're watching yeah. this thing and it all feels a bit special and cosy and they, yeah. and they showed us this thing and this, this is one of the first kind of um, I guess one of the first instances of sort of that whole rock and roll cool music type thing that I'd really seen I'd heard music obviously but like sort of seeing this this whole thing and seeing all these absolutely legendary performances I, for me it was this real eye-opening thing of like Oh, wow! This is this is this is a way of you can live like this. You can do this in this, life. Yeah, um, yeah. And and, and now it, you do. Yeah. Well, yeah. And 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 I think I was in really like so. Mick, Mick Jagger in that. He's, he's obviously now as he's got older, he's become this weird dude. But in that, he's the coolest guy in the world. Like he's and I basically styled myself on Mick Jagger through <laughs> most of my teens. I had like the long hair, and even the clothes he's wearing wow. in the in the clothes he's wearing in this video. Like I, I've got photos of me and like old Facebook albums of me wearing exactly the same outfit basically oh, and, wow. I, um, and I, I, yeah it's just like the, cool, the coolest thing and and the way him and John Lennon probably drugged up to their eyeballs on coke or whatever they, they do these little sort of skits where they're introducing each other's bands and stuff and like putting on silly American accents and just clowning around and, and it's just it just seems like these creative people doing this like this cool thing and they're all just having so much fun and it's great and I like, watched it and I was like yeah, oh, this, is, yeah. this is the best were you, thing were you ever. saying it was like in the 60s but it um um, yeah, went out in the 90s. Yeah, I'm not sure whether it was 60s oh, okay, or 70s, right. yeah, but but it didn't actually get oh, released. Wow. And it's there is something about when you when you experience that thing of that world where they all know each other and they hang out together. Yes. And they, they saw, I remember seeing a late and live in Edinburgh, mm. which is like, if you don't know, it's like a late night gig. And it, I think I haven't done it for a while. I think it's a fairly normal gig nowadays. But back in the yeah, day, it was softened. like, you'll be eating a live type gig. Yeah. But I think by the time I went see it, um, and I just started, I was in a double act at the time. We were doing, you know, it's really funny stuff, if I say so myself. But it was very <laughs> sketchy, you know. It wasn't like, didn't have that anything might happen, you know, baiting the audience or whatever, you know, or just interacting yeah. with the audience kind of thing. And I remember Daniel Kitson 
was hosting and like Reg D Hunter came out and they did this whole thing. Oh no, that was it. They did this whole thing where Daniel Kitson was saying this stuff and then Reg D Hunter like called him out on something from the audience. And they were they were playing that music from Kill Bill, you know, every time someone came on stage now. Dan 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 And um Reg D Hunter was just in the audience and was like proper stoned, clearly. Yeah. And just started shouting out, You're full of shit, kitten, and this kind of thing. <laughs> he was like, Oh, do you wanna do you wanna make something out of this, do you, Reg? Do you wanna make something out of this? And he was like, Yeah, all right. And then he gets up and like from the audience and they played uh Da, da, da. And then he got on stage, and then they had this like joke off on stage kind of thing. Ah. But Reggie was so stoned, he like just didn't know what he was saying, kind of thing, <laughs> which was really funny as well. But I was so excited. I was like, how you're talking about when you watch that thing. Yeah. And I remember being on the trip, it was the last night of Edinburgh. I think it was when I met, it wasn't when I met my wife, but it was when me and my wife sort of. So there was a lot of love in the air um, and we came back and me and my mate were coming back on the train and I remember I was just talking about it the whole way because I was so excited and it's like I'd done this whole Edinburgh and we'd had a good Edinburgh but anyway but I just I hadn't somehow I didn't come at it through stand-up comedy I came at it through kind of acting and stuff so I didn't realise there was this like yeah, circus, this community you know, this yeah. kind of like Big, yeah. big party going on, which, to be honest, I feel like I've still never quite been, <laughs> been invited. invited. <laughs> but, like, <you> know. <laughs> but I've, but just, uh, and do you know what? I remember literally drawing a picture of it in in my little notebook, uh, like drawing a little picture of Daniel Kitson oh, really? and all the acts that were on, because it was like, even at the time I was like twenty five, it was like but it I was, was like, like a formative of, thing. It was yeah. like I was eleven or something. I was just like, and then there was yeah. this man, and then this funny man, and it was so funny. You know? um, I remember a few years yeah. ago, God, a good few years ago now, maybe like twenty fifteen, sixteen. Um, Kai Humphreys and his brother Gav who ran some like comedy clubs up here, they put on this event called The Boxing, and it was to raise money for a little boy who needed like life-saving potential cancer treatment, but over in America. So it was a bunch of comics came together and did like a boxing match. Oh, wow. And I uh, did not volunteer to box, but I went to watch. And it, like you say, it was this sort of like epic thing where all these different comedians were coming together, punching yeah. the shit out of each other, but obviously all for a... <laughs> A very good cause and it was this real like feeling of community like at the end yeah. the Humphreys brothers fought because I think they might have like boxed or something when they were kids so they mm. came on and like boxed at the end I remember Macklemore um, Carnholder Stone was like blasting and like the crowds going wild as they came out and for me that was this like quite again quite epic moment of realising like what a community comedy can yeah. be and it's exciting yeah. isn't it it was so exciting and you're like, you I, I be started part of it, it. And, yeah. exactly yeah. I was like oh I don't know how I feel about fighting oh I don't <laughs> after two fights I was like hit him in the face <laughs> smash him in the face <laughs> 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 it was great. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it's weird because I mean, for me, it is. I, I don't, and I don't mean this in a sad way, but I don't know if I've ever quite logged on to that or clicked into that world. Yeah. Do you know, it's even now, but I don't know if that's just my brain. I feel like I think I'll always be a bit of a. I think I'm a bit of a uh, a loner in some way. Do you know what I mean? I, I think know a what lot you mean. I never really feel like I've been invited. I never really feel like yeah. I'm sort of on the invite list, but I'm now very good at just turning up anyway and being like, I'm here. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, 
But I love it, yeah. But but yeah, it, sorry, Pete. I kind of jumped on your epic. No, thing no. There, I mean, that, that's... It is that that feeling where you look, where you get a little glimpse into this world. Yeah. And it, I was talking on what will probably be the last episode of this about David Bowie because I went to see at the Everyman. I went to see oh, the wow. David Bowie documentary, and um, yeah, just that that idea that there's a whole whole world you can peek into where you can just dis- vanish and escape the mundanity, you know, yeah. of yeah. like suburban life or whatever or whatever world you come yeah. from you know it's yeah it's a weird thing yeah Amazing. i remember Wonderful for me thing. it was so it was so sort of inspirational that um i i'd had after leaving university i had i had a couple of um some pretty lame mundane jobs in shops and stuff you know like uh, not not using my degree at all and i still never have um but um <laughs> i started putting on this um this music night it was sort of it was like every sunday afternoon in covent garden where the apple store now is there used to be this um place called the rock garden and in the basement there was the gardening club right which was this sort of venue with a stage and whatever and um because it was a sunday afternoon they didn't really know what to do with that because no one was really around uh, so they gave us they gave me and this friend of mine who's in a band gave us that slot to just do what we wanted with every every sunday afternoon into the evening into the night and we'd put on this um this music gig and uh, and, it, and it was him and his band and their mates and and then as it went on it became basically it felt to me exactly like the type of thing that i was sort of trying to be part of because yeah. they, they'd, they'd bring their mates and they'd get on stage and i I'd be up there with a tambourine. I can't sing for shit, but I'd be like, "This is great!" Um, and I'd, I'd sort of host it, and, and so it was my first sort of introduction into kind of uh, stand y type stuff. So I'd be introducing the acts, and and it was, so we created this little community thing, and it felt like what, what I intended it to feel like, and what it did actually end up feeling like was, was exactly that—that that kind of like it's, we all, it's the yeah. anything can happen, yeah, yeah, thing, isn't it? Which which a lot of gigs you do as you do more and more gigs, you find it is just like, okay, you've got to do your slot, get off, next person, do your slot, mm-hmm. get off. And there's not much of that yeah. fun and mad crossover yeah. kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, Pete. Well, no, that's I it. Totally that's, that's, that's... jumped in on you then. No, no. Um, cool. Well, I, I've got to go in a sec. I've got... Are you having to do interviews for your tour, Lauren? I'm not, no. Oh, oh I, well, I, I seem be. to be getting a lot. I'll tell them to speak <laughs> to you as well. Um, uh, but um, a mundane thing, oh, yeah. uh, if you've got one, my mundane thing is just uh, the fucking coffee you get in service stations. Because <laughs> gigging, I have to go to a lot. And there's a new level of terrible coffee from uh, i'm going to call them out on it those costa machines you get in there yeah, oh, yeah. jesus christ <laughs> that is like i don't know what it is it's not coffee and the milk is like ah i just feel like i just i feel like i don't think it's okay people should <laughs> especially in this day and age with the cost of living crisis that we need coffee okay and and it should be better yeah, do a should. better job, caustic machines. Good, good mundane okay. thing. There's my mundane thing. I don't yeah, have yeah. a mundane thing today. Have you got one, Lauren? I've got a weirdly. As soon as you said mundane thing, I was like, this has come at a very good time. I don't think it's mundane, and my boyfriend insists it's cool as well. But I, I'm aware it is mundane. So I collect fifty p's coins, <laughs> and I know. Uh, lo- <laughs> I know I don't look like a coin collector. But basically, I bought a frame off Etsy to put my coins in. <laughs> and then, like, Torben keeps watching me and, oh, my boyfriend, he's like, I've never known, because I pre-ordered one off the Royal Mint website. And he was like, I've never had a girlfriend who's pre-ordered a coin before. And I'm like, I'm aware it must sound so mundane, but it's like my little cool, exciting how many, thing. How many have you got? I've got, like, nearly every 50p. 
What, which is do, like, do which is what, like, hundreds of them? or like, like, you know, when they get all like the special they designs get, like, a little and picture stuff. on the back. Like, I think there is a yeah. Paddington one, for example, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, so I've got all is the Paddington ones. Is yeah. it every 50p that's out at the minute? Or can every, you go how far Every go different back? designed one. So there's two I don't have, which are like from the 90s. But I've got one from like 1974. And I've got, I've got like oh, loads. Wow. Yeah. Was that when and the 50p first came out then? Did, I the, think the very first the design was like 1969 to 1982. God, I'm so boring. Um, I'm loving this. <laughs> I'm loving like this. I just love one. the specific, specificity. Yeah. And then I the one we've wrong. got now, I think that's been since like 2008 or something, like more like the Shield design that we've okay. got now. Oh, yes. So I've got, yeah, the and then I've got all, well, nearly all of like the special, the patterned ones. Wow. Yeah. That's a lovely thing. Do you want to describe do. the ones you're missing in case by some chance oh, one of our God. listeners can send it to you? Two of the ones I'm missing are like the super collectible ones. Oh, yeah. So it's the Kew Gardens one. Okay. Every now and then there'll be like a newspaper article about it. Like it sells for like a hundred quid. And I was like, not doing that well, but I can buy 50p for a hundred quid. Although <laughs> I am, if anyone is listening, missing two of the Peter Rabbit ones. I've got 20. 16, I've got 2017, I think, or 17 and 18, but I don't have 19 and 20. So if anyone has Listeners. those two Peter Rabbit 50Ps, <laughs> you know what you're come and do. see me. <laughs> wow. That is... Please join us on, uh, on yeah, please get in touch with us on at Epic Things Pod. Yes. If Send you know where to get a hold of these 50Ps. Oh, that was lovely it to was. chat to you there. I've got lovely. a nice thing to finish on. We, finish, oh, yes, we sometimes yeah. finish on a nice thing for dessert. Um, and it's, it's this, buying a new notepad. I mean, it's also just a mundane oh, thing, but, yes. but but I do it all the time. But like every time I'm on a train journey somewhere, I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't bring a notepad. And I just like do doodles and write stuff and whatever. And I always buy a new one and I always make it quite nice. And like, yeah. but there's nothing, but then I always ruin it. Like the first page is like, there's so much promise and excitement of what, that, <laughs> yeah. what, this note, yeah, yeah. what this notebook could be. And then you write something and it's like, you, you know, it's like you smudge it or it's just like, yeah. that wasn't the, the genius thought that I thought it was as I was writing it. And you're like, this whole notebook's a write-off now. I mean, you could rip that page out, but. I've got like fucking yeah. hundreds of these notebooks, and also because like, I invariably forgot a pen as well. So so I like buy a pen. You know, don't want to get the cheapest pick there is. So you get you get like one up from that, and then it's like yeah. got this. So I've got loads of these pens because I lose that instantly as well, or like leave it at home. Anyway, buying a notepad though, it's quite a nice feeling, isn't it's it? It's a lovely feeling. So a much promise. promise. It's a promise. Uh, yes, um, I'm yet to keep one of the promises, but <laughs> one day, one day. Me and Cat were going through our old, old ones because we've got hundreds and. Um, so many there's like three pages in and then just blank yeah, yeah. yeah and then you're like do i keep this and use it again but then you feel like you're writing on someone else's yeah stuff because yeah. it relates to that time to from three years ago whatever yes yeah. and then it feels wrong to that but but yeah i agree it is a beautiful thing it's a beautiful yeah. thing well Lovely. um let us know your epic things and mundane things and anything you want us to talk about uh at epic things pod and where those 50 p's are um lauren you're on tour now are you or i am um, yeah, yep. so I'm doing just just a little a little baby tour, but I'm also doing a run at Soho Theatre oh, in cool. December. Oh, cool! When's that? Nice. In, in December. December the seventh till the tenth. Nice oh, little pre-Christmas night well, out. Go see Lauren. Highly recommended. Yeah. yeah, highly recommended on that. What's um, your Twitter, Lauren? It's at Lauren Patterson. Nice and Patterson. easy. Uh, I'm at Pete Heat. Colin is at Colin Holt. We've got a Patreon too. We just started it. Um, it's, it's where is it? Epic Things. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash Epic Things. You should give us some money probably. Yeah. Uh, we'd love that. Oh. We'd love and Lauren, it. I'll see you tonight for I our gig. I shall see you later, yeah. It's so exciting. It's going to be Lovely. like that Rolling Stone 
Stones video that Pete was Absolutely. talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. With two people two just people. doing se- separate acts. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll be I'll be in Brighton at home watching Paddington 2. Or the Shawshank <laughs> Redemption, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Um, all right. Cheers, Lauren. Cool. Thank yeah, you. thanks for coming. Thanks a lot. Thank you and, for having uh, me. Yeah, see you in a bit. See you in a bit. Bye. 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 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.